Welcome and thank you for joining us for some R&R this afternoon. I am one of your hosts, Tumbles, and to my left this time is Cranky. Welcome to the most unprofessional podcast on the internet. And today we did Catterskill High Peak Trail in the Catskills. So for those who don't live on this side of the country or this side of the world, (laughs) the Catskills are located roughly 80 to 100 miles north of New York City. Closer to 100, but yes. Okay, there you go. And it is the closest quote-unquote high peaks to us in New Jersey. Now, the Catskills to everyone else seems like a bit of a joke because the highest peak in the Catskills is just over 4,000 feet. (laughs) However, we are glad that they're there and they have a bit of a challenge and we do like challenges, don't we? Yes. Yes. So there are many peaks that are above 3,500 feet and the challenge is you are to do 35 of those specific ones and they're named. So, so far, we have done 20 of them. Today was the 20th, so we're getting there. We are. Um, There's also ones that you are supposed to do in order to get your official challenge. There's ones that you have to do in the winter. Um, So, essentially, there's 30 peaks that you have to do once, and then we have to do five of them once again in the winter time. So, today, I think, was our first winter... Yes, today was our first actual winter, winter peak. But we don't know if this one counts. We need I don't to look think that it up. does. Okay. We were just looking for something close. <laughs> and this worked out well. So, even with that slight elevation difference, 3,500 feet is not a lot. Mm. Um, it's been snowing up there, and the trail was snow covered. There was about three to four inches of snow on the entire trail. Yeah. We did 8.2 miles total. Well, depending on what magic you're using, your watch said what? My watch said 8.6, which I like very much. Because yours said 8.2 on all trails. Yes, all trails said 8.2. Apple said, said 8.3. Right. Yeah. So that just goes to show, you know, whatever measurement, whatever app you're using, they're all, they're not. The discrepancies between yeah. all three of them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, down here is in the low 40s, and then as we were gaining elevation, the temperature started drop, kept dropping and dropping and dropping. Roads slightly dusted, snowing, um, it was actually kind of fun driving up there. Hmm. Yeah, mind you, Cranky does have a sedan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he was nice enough because I did the driving the last time, and I have a SUV, um, probably wasn't the best idea to take the sedan once again but however we did that and it worked out it worked out quite well now we got to the trailhead roughly about quarter after seven and started our our little walk and mind you i had tried to do this in november of 2019 by myself and i got almost i almost got there but then i Chicken. You were within a half mile. I was I chickened out because I didn't have any crampons or micro spikes, and it was November and had iced already. So I conveniently turned my ass around and went home. However, we did succeed in our goal today. Yes, um, the returning for you. 
<laughs> so eight miles, uh, so four out to the peak and four back, snow covered. If this was going to be done in the spring or the winter, if it was going to be done in the spring, it would just be a river. It'd be covered It'd with be mud. mud. Um, but if you were doing this in the summer, it would be a very pleasant walk because the elevation really doesn't start. It's very, very gradual until that last half mile, three quarters of a mile. And then like a lot of the Catskills mountains, it just goes straight, straight up. up which was challenging and made it very, very interesting today. Um, also, the gradual incline is a snowmobile trail. Yes. Um, so if you have a snowmobile, hey, have and a great time. If, you have, if you're a cross-country skier, hey, have a fantastic time. Quite jealous. <coughs> Anywho. Uh, and then when you get to where the elevation starts to get steep, it gets really, really steep. steep. Yeah, even it would be that part of the trail. It's rated on all trails as hard. Not that that means much. Um, whatever you feel is is very subjective. For winter time, yes, I would agree. It is hard. Yes, you will need micro spikes. Uh, we, Cranky and I, brought our micro spikes, and then I brought my crampons, and I'm very very glad I did. So yeah, we put on the spikes about half mile out and there were a couple of points where um we were hemming and hawing and debating like do we turn back and we're like no we're close we're gonna do this but yeah. it was a bit it got it's interesting sketchy. a little sketchy yeah which which made it fun um yeah <laughs> it, it got interesting really nice view fantastic view. really nice covered with ice um fortunately there was snow on top of the ice so that actually helped with the traction a little bit mm -hmm. uh fantastic view up top there are two plane crashes up there um which we did not find because they are snow covered number yes. one and number two off the trail so there are bushwhacking trails once you get up in elevation a bit but because of the snow, ice, and et cetera. You know, we didn't mess didn't with that Didn't want to mess with that. Stuck to the trail. Um, up top, there are... It's kind of cool. With the 3500 challenge at the top of each one, there's usually a canister mm -hmm. to A, to let you know that you're at the top, and B, there's usually like a log inside. We don't even check that anymore. Um, oh, really? Yes. Oh, I should have known that. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we don't even check that anymore. <laughs> um, so at the top, you put on your awesome lady death strike crampons <laughs> and, uh, headed back down. Oh, going up, you had your usual tumble. Oh yeah, I did fall. <laughs> um, I, well, you know what? It was justified. I slipped on the ice, snow, whatever. Um, tundra. <laughs> I slipped on the tundra. <laughs> um, it's flat on my face and cranky looked, laughed and took a picture. I, I made sure I did my, um, which of who's it pose? Uh, Jeff Goldblum pose. Je my Jeff Goldblum <laughs> Cause that's what you do when your hiking partner is on the ground after they've fallen, you do a you split laugh. second assessment. Okay. Not dead. And then you laugh, point and laugh and take pictures. <laughs> It's happened many times in the past. So coming back down, um, 
the sky started to clear, it was really nice stopping at that overlook again. The yeah. overlook is not at the summit, by the way. No, it's not. It's, I would, 200 feet below yep. it. And it's overlooking the northern end of Catskill Park. So you're looking at Mount Blackhead, Black Dome, and Thomas Cole, which we did over the summer. Sugarloaf was out there. Sugarloaf was out there. And you could see the approach, um, the road going up to the main drag of the Catskills. So as Hunter. Yes. So mm-hmm. app recommendation for today is Peak Finder. Yes, Peak Finder. Please download it. It is free, but of course, if you put in a little money, you get more features. I don't think we didn't have to purchase it. Mine, you got yours free. When I tried to get mine, That's it free. didn't let me do a free version, but it's only four bucks. It is well worth it. Yes, and every time you go to a site, it does download the information for that area so you can see all the peaks that you're looking at so you never have to wonder like what is what am i looking at what is that yeah we were lucky enough over the summer when we were on black dome i believe to see killington which is in vermont so thank you peak finder for letting us know that we were looking into vermont from the catskill park in new york (laughs) which was a very very it was a bit hazy, but you had line of sight, and mm-hmm. it was a very sunny day. Um, could not see that today. No. Might not have been facing the right direction either, but okay, we were. <laughs> <laughs> Most unprofessional podcast on the internet. We couldn't see that far today. Peak Finder couldn't find that today. Yeah. Uh, so going back down was a bit sketchy. We knew that it was going to be sketchy because climbing up, you were... Holding on to... Yeah, awesome. four points of contact at some points mm-hmm. going up. Um, with ice and snow as well. It would have been four points of contact even if the trail was clear. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so going down was interesting. Um, I, Bring I learned... micro spikes. Can't stress that enough, folks. Please yep. save, save yourself a lot of frustration and worry and even... Get, bring your crampons. Just do it. Keep it in your pack during winter time. You could... I did it with micro spikes. He did, he did fine. Um, but <laughs> if you have crampons, definitely. I learned a new word, but I really didn't learn it because I already forgot it. What's the, <laughs> what's the technical term for sliding down on your ass? Glissading. 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 So I did some of that. He did. To get back down. But um, he didn't do it the right way. Correct. <laughs> he decided to throw his poles down half the cliff to... You know, free up my hands. Which so he is... had five points of contact instead of four this time. So what Cranky did is he threw down the pole so he had hands free, and he lost control as he glissated down. And if I had skill. kept my pole, I could have self-arrested. Very good. Learned so much today. <laughs> and the reason you know all that shit is because you have taken classes. Because you went where? Oh, what a lovely uh, segue you just did. Most professional podcast on the <laughs> internet. Oh, we're in Craigie's car doing this again. Oh, back to unprofessional. Anywho, now, um, yeah, I took a class last February on how to do all that fun self-arrest using crampons properly as well as an ice axe because I thought I was going to Mont Blanc last September. Fuck you, COVID. uh, But as we know, (laughs) you know, the world shut down, so we couldn't go. 
I couldn't go. So I decided, screw that, I'm going to go to the Pacific Northwest. And I went to Mount Rainier. Now, mind you, um, the morning that I decided to go halfway up Rainier, (laughs) that wasn't my first option. However, I'm glad it turned out to be how it turned out to be. Um, I did not bring the proper gear to summit. However, I brought enough to get me almost to the camp at 10,000 plus feet. And so I had my crampons with me. I had my ice axe with me and a helmet. And damn, that shit was fun to go up half the mountain. That sounds shorts, amazing. Shorts and a long sleeve button down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so highly recommend, folks, if you're out there or if you live out there and you're kind enough to listen to this podcast, uh, to do Rainier, or at least part of it. Summer of 2022. There we go. You've heard it here, folks. So, so we'll be bringing you that review. Summer of 2022. 2022. <laughs> but you said that parts of today were more sketchy and frightening than that. Yes, absolutely. It While Rainier, there is a nice incline. It was not as steep, actually. Any part of that section of Rainier that I did was not as steep as what I did today. All right. That's pretty fucking awesome. And you can go say down Rainier. Just make sure you uh, take off your crampons when you glissade because that would be a gnarly either foot break or ankle break or leg break if you keep your crampons on. <clears throat> so take the crampons off and make sure you have all your shit in hand or in your pack before you go down half the mountain because I ended up like all my gear just started flying everywhere and I had to turn around and go back up the mountain to pick up my shit and that was hard. So yeah. Sounds typical. It, you know what? It's always an adventure. <laughs> so, um, going back down, we made it back down to the main part of the snowmobile trail. And then from there, it just became a nice walk. Cake walk, yeah. Sun was out. Um, more people are obviously doing that section because it's not steep. So the ground was very compact. Mm-hmm. Um, the snow was very compact. And it was just an very awesome pleasant. walk. Yeah. Very pleasant walk back to the car. We we came across some normal people. Yes, competent people. Competent people. If if you're doing a trail up in upstate New York during the winter time, you have to be com- kind of competent to do it. So people, unlike what we normally encounter, people with proper footwear, people with um, apps for so that they knew where they were going, um, with micro spikes. With no mask. We didn't see any masks. No masks today. Yeah, no masks. A couple of people went off the trail, but one that because the trail was essentially single track at that yeah, point. Yeah, I think they were just being kind and letting us go by. Um, so as far as the people that we saw, I mean, we did see one group at the end. The chick had sneakers on, but uh, much better than what we normally encounter. Um, yeah, let, let's focus a little bit on that last little twofer that we passed. Sure. Okay. So two... I was pissed. <laughs> we were doing so well. I would say two 19-year-olds, maybe 17. Ooh, you, you're so specific at the 19. <laughs> Somewhere, like, late teenage. Uh, the one had sneakers on, no water, no packs. Jeans, a belt. Um, well, belt's fine, whatever. But very non-ready to hike. 
in the snow on a mountain. This is where you hear people needing to get rescued. Yeah, they were going to some overlook, which was not going up Catterskill. It wasn't the overlook that we went to. But still, you're... I mean, yeah, it must have been unpleasant to be walking up that. Yeah, if you are doing winter hiking... Um, Bring water. Yes. God damn it. Anytime. Water, <laughs> waterproof shoes, at least. I wouldn't count the ultra high tops as boots. They're, I still count them as a shoe. But they're high tops. They're waterproof. Um, they worked out well for you today, please by spon- the way. Please sponsor us. <laughs> this is the second time we've mentioned you. Please sponsor us. You tried them out today. Thoughts? I did, yes. I got the ultra ultra high top Lone Peak 4.5s for Christmas. Thanks, mom and dad. Um, and I really liked them. I mean, the wide toe box as all ultra uh, shoes have. I did experience by the end, and it was only a little bit some um, hot spot next to my big toe. Um, I had the same thing going up um, Mount Marcy last year with those shoes. But I think that's because they're new and not broken, broken in, in yet. So when I broke mine in, I have not had that issue since. So can't recommend those enough. Um, you were a little cold going up. My toes were cold. That's just wear another pair of socks. Wear another pair of socks, liners, what yep. have you. And then by the end, it, my feet got warm. So yeah. they were fine. So yeah, can't recommend those enough. And you can put the crampons and the micro spikes over them. It's not going to crush your toes. That's what I actually had thought because last time I used them, I was using my my almost like a steel toe boot. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're fine. Love them, like them, like you love us and like us and. <laughs> All three people that have listened to this outside we of us. We love you. Yes, we absolutely love you. Um, so, yeah, I can't... My rating on this is a five out of five. Ooh, very nice. It very was nice. It was really fun. Uh, parts of it made us apprehensive, like, should we turn back? But that... That's part of the fun. That adds to the fun. Um, if you have a, a Garmin inReach or a GPS tracker on you, that's usually helpful. More so, of course, in the winter, just in case something happens and there's usually not signal up on these high peaks. So Great signal at the top. It's just when you're down in the valley between when you leave elevation and get back to the parking lot, no signal. Correct. Yeah. So I have one. It's sitting in my drawer at home. Very so we'll useful need to bring there. that next time. Yeah, so. um, your ice axe would have been helpful. Not necessary, Not but it all. would have put your mind at ease going up a little bit. Yeah, just one, really one little part. Yep. But I was able to grab onto a tree and it was all, all well. We're, we're, we're safe here in Poughkeepsie, <laughs> New York, in Cranky's car. So <laughs> Yes. Our Oh, what, what is your rating? Oh, my rating. Yeah, yeah, I would say five out of five. It it's one of the best ascents we've done in the Catskills, actually. Devil's Path is still the top. That's amazing. We'll talk about that at some point. Mm-hmm. But this, this comes a close second. This definitely, is absolutely fantastic. And winter is more fun, which yes. you never hear me say. Yes, there have been winter hikes where I've broken has... down and got mad. <laughs> yes, and that was not pleasant. <laughs> So, uh, trail talk today. Um, a lot. 
There was a lot. So, we hadn't seen each other in a week. <laughs> <laughs> so going up with uh, Thomas Jefferson, and I think the main thing there that you all need to know is, especially with the social justice trend that we, this is the part of the podcast where like the trail review was done. And if yeah, you don't want like to hear our ramblings, like just, bail out now. Um, bail out. Please do so. We love you. Like us. Love us. But and now we're going to ramble. We're getting down and dirty now. Um, so with social justice trends, many people are looking at previous generations and applying 21st century um, standards to them, which is completely ridiculous. And I think that was one of the main things that we talked about with Jefferson for his time. Well, mind you, we have been on a Jefferson kick. Yes. Um, if, if, if you've been following us religiously, which I doubt (laughs) our first podcast episode was actually taking place in Williamsburg, Virginia. And during that trip, we had went to see Monticello where, uh, Jefferson lived Um, so I had just finished actually two days ago, uh, one of his newer biographies by John Meacham. This is the book review portion of your hiking podcast. (laughs) Everyone, if you are interested in history, any history whatsoever, I highly recommend you reading The Art of Power by John Meacham. It is a wonderful Jefferson biography. And I am reading, I forget her first name, but her last name is Brody. Um, her biography of Jefferson, which came out in the seventies, she was the first person to say, yeah, this dude fucked Sally Hemings. Um, (laughs) just like that. Yes. That's, that's actually on the back of the book. (laughs) Um, no, she was the first person to say, yeah, this happened. I'm saying that this happened. I'm basing this on accounts from, you know, the slaves that were there at the time from, Sources that other people had ignored because they were minorities. And this ruined her career. Yes. Just just about ruined her career. Yep, she was blacklisted for for saying this. Mm -hmm. And it turns out... She was right. She was right. DNA testing has proven uh, the lineage. And unfortunately, she did not live long enough Mm -hmm. to see herself validated. So I am reading that biography. But... One of the things that we were talking about is you cannot apply 21st century standards to 18th century people. Um, Jefferson was, for lack of a better term, extremely progressive. His notes on the state of Virginia, Mm. he was risking... Early on. Yeah. Risking social... He could have been a social outcast. That's that's what he was risking. He advocated and tried to pass legally uh, full emancipation. Um, he went so far as to say, you know, um, African Americans are better than whites at X Y Z, and he mentioned things like music and um, for to say those things as a Virginia aristocrat in the 18th century is extremely radical. Where if you freed your slaves at the time, it was illegal. Yes. Uh, he also, um, and this is on his epitaph, I think about the freedom of religion. Yes. He was an advocate for the freedom of religion when he was in the house of Burgesses as a young buck. And he managed to separate um, the government and the 
laws from the Anglican Church, which mm. for a while was the only, Virginia was the only place on this planet where the laws were not tied to an official church. Blasphemy. I know. Um, <laughs> now, I will say caveat, did he live up to those ideals in his personal life? No. 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 Because the only slaves he freed were the Hemings and they were... And a butler. And a butler and they were literally his family. Yes, he believed that he, since he could control his world at Monticello and the land surrounding it, and could not control anything else, really, it didn't really matter to him. He was very, very quiet on the subject of emancipation. Even when um, John Quincy became uh, active in Congress, and he was all about emancipation. I have not gotten that far in my book yet, so... Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. Okay, yes, he was very quiet interesting since he advocated for it in his early career and when he wasn't able to get it i guess he shut up about it interesting mm-hmm. okay um anything else on that or do we want to move on to our other, other. minor trail talk um <laughs> uh, yeah i read the books i mean it, i i recommend it it's a very very good read easy read it's 500 pages but it's an easy read so yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna switch. I'm gonna read that Jefferson book. You already have a copy of the Brody book, mm-hmm. so we're gonna switch. Um, other trail talk, COVID. Oh yeah, I'm healthy. Yes. I'm negative. Yes. So I retook my test last Wednesday, and uh, this chick is free and clear of coronavirus. Congratulations! And I ended up with no symptoms. He never no... got it. The asshole. Nope. <laughs> Uh, my wife never got it. Nope. Um, so, yeah, there that it's anecdotal, but that kind of goes against what you all been told. We're also starting to notice, and we'll leave it up to you, dear listener, if you have stuck around this long. Thank you. The narrative has started to Cha-ching. change. Governor Cuomo came out and said we need to start reopening things before... of the population gets vaccinated. If we don't, there will be nothing left to reopen. And mind you, people are leaving in droves, especially rich folks, because nothing's been open. Yep, you're not going to pay a million dollars rent. Well, not a million, but hundreds of thousands of dollars of rent a month for no services. Um, You also have an international paper being released. Newsweek published this. Uh, saying that lockdowns and restrictions have no benefit, not that they don't do as well as we thought, just that they might have no benefit versus voluntary measurements. And we on this podcast are all about uh, voluntary measures and voluntarism. Look that up. Amen. A woman. (laughs) And we'll leave it up to you, dear listener, to decide as to why you think the narrative on that might start to change January 20th. I will give you a hint, even though he just did. He gave you the hint. It's in, what were we on, the 18th? So in two days' time, something big is going to happen that includes 25,000 National Guard (laughs) troops in Washington, D.C. We'll leave it up to you to decide what that is. I think that's it. Is that it? Where are we, by the way? Did we go long? I'm going to guess 22 minutes. Oh, no. We're almost at a half hour. Holy smokes. Longest episode ever. Longest episode ever. We are waiting for one of our favorite spots. 
uh, our hiking uh, lunch oh, yeah, we didn't dinner do our, our food recommendation because we've not eaten there yet. That's I mean, true. We have, but anywho, so our recommendation today, we are waiting for it to open, and it should be opening in oh ten minutes. Is Shotzi's in Poughkeepsie, and Shotzi's in Poughkeepsie is our go-to spot uh, after our northern hikes. And, Can't recommend it enough. Oh, it's delicious food. They have great beer, and they have poutine. So. Which- you can get outside of Canada in a very few select spots. This is one of them. Yes, Shotzi's and Poughkeepsie folks. Love them, like them, visit them. And uh, what else? Oh, if um, any of uh, like Tom Woods folks or Dave Smith end up <laughs> listening to this podcast, um, please take us on. We love you. Uh, other than that, that's it. Is that it? Oh, our Instagram. Oh, that's right. Love us, like us on the gram. Rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. And next time we'll tell you about an interaction we had with another podcaster. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. All right, folks. Get out of here. We're going to eat. Ciao. <laughs>